All right, good morning, everybody. Okay. Um, the reason why we're all kind of coming out here is we want to sit with you guys for a few minutes. Um, some of you may have already heard. Um, we want to honor the fact that some of you have not heard. Um, but we wanted to come out and just talk about um, um, the news that we wanted to give to you. But Mike Erie has resigned as senior pastor and president of Vox. And this week, we've kind of had to sit in the tension of what that was going to look like um, as we speak to you about it. Um, for some of you, this is shocking. For some of you, you've heard it. For some of you, you might sit in a place where like, okay, this is God's church. Um, and for many of us, especially sitting up here, we've talked um, since Tuesday, what would this look like as we share it to you guys? And we've asked and we um, decided to do that today. Uh, our plan was actually to do it next week. Um, but the news had already been out. Um, it got out and we didn't want to dishonor you guys um, and allow you guys to get blindsided by the information. So we wanted to bring it out to you guys. Um, you see the uh, teaching pastors, you see community pastors, you see staff, Andy, myself, Cece and Andy. Izzy, Izzy sorry. <laughs> You guys, I'm a little nervous. Please forgive me. Um, but we wanted to reassure you guys that we're still all here. We're still in. We want to see this happen. We want to see this move forward. I know last week I kind of faked my funeral um, in some way. <laughs> um, but I wanted you to know that, you know, God has even postponed that. Um, because I want to he be here to help walk through this, this season of um, a new normal. So um, please forgive us ahead of time if we don't answer your question specifically, if we don't have all the answers, because there is no textbook on how to do this. Uh, there is no right way to do this. Um, a lot of people find the wrong way to do it, but we are hoping that we just do this in a way that is gracious to you, gives you information, allows you to understand um, where we're going. But the reason why we're passionate about this is because there is a vision that we want to see continue happen. We want to see um, this be a safe place for people. We want to see this be a place of process. We want to see this be a place where we learn how to serve and love the world and not stand in judgment of it. So we don't stand in judgment of Mike. We love Mike. He's not the bad person here. It just wasn't a good fit for the season. Um, and I want you guys to understand that our hope is to uh, see where this goes. We want to live this vision now. We want to see how this encompasses all of it. But the truth is we did get the news that Mike resigned. And we want to be able to walk in this and understand this and move in this in a godly way. But at the end of the day, we have to pause and say, God, this is your doing. You've allowed this. How do we respond to you in a posture where our hearts are saying, God, what would you have us do? How do we love? How do we be gracious? How do we seek peace? How do we seek um, understanding in all of this instead of pointing the finger, which so many people do when somebody leaves? And we don't want to be that church or that community. We don't want to sit up here and say, um, because of this and you did this, we don't want to do that. We want to say, Lord, help us understand so that we can be gracious, mm -hmm. not only to Mike, not only to those sitting here, but even to you guys. Mm -hmm. So that is the information that we wanted to share with you guys. Um, we um, accepted Mike's resignation, not on a split decision, but over the fact of seven months um, that we just felt it was time for us to release Mike from a organizational standpoint, but also for him to 
um, understand and kind of ask questions on, you know, what, what is it that would be best of him? So that's where we are today, and that's what we wanted to let you know. Um, we didn't want to hide anything. We, we, uh, we, told, we, 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 we kind of told our, our staff first uh, in, in, in the lobby, and, and, and we got advice says, just, just say it. Just don't be afraid. Just go for it. But we also wanted to reassure you that we're here, and we want to see this continue. We want this to continue to be what we sought out um, when we sat around the table. Um, we love Mike deeply still. He was a component of the vision, and he was a voice of the vision, but it took a lot of us to say, this is what we want to see this community be, and we're committed to that. We're committed to that, because if this church ends on, it was Mike's church, then it was Mike's church and not God's. And we want to see this vision continue, and we want to see Mike re-engage at some point, um, but that's where we're at today. Andy? Yeah, and Mike would too, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's, he's been abundantly clear from the beginning that, you know, as weird and as difficult as that may sound and be, like, he, he would grieve, you know, if, if basically this thing just fell apart, like, upon, like, you know, what's happened now and the fact that he had to go. I mean, if anyone, if it was, if we moved forward and, you know, David had to exit and not, if all of a sudden a lot of folks left too, I mean, that would, you know, equally be mm -hmm. as grieving for us as well too, so... Um, so we do have, uh, we did offer him the opportunity to, to write a statement and to, you know, share more um, about what, um, about his resignation and, and what he had said. So I'm going to go ahead and read that for you guys. Uh, here we go. So dear Vox, so my transition to, uh, sorry, since my transition to Ohio, we have had many conversations about the future leadership structure at Vox. Many of you have given us great feedback about this. We've wrestled with what is best for the long-term health of the community. Um, should I have more visible presence in the community or should we release the community to establish local leadership and have me play less of a role? We're the two big pieces of feedback and two things we've been wrestling with a lot over the past um, many months. The question has become more important over the past several months as, we have, as I have done a poor job leading our team. I have been isolated and aloof. Our team and our church have deserved better. It was during one of those conversations about the future of Vox this week that I said something harsh and hurtful to one of our team members. This is unacceptable. It was clear in that moment that I needed to step down, both for the sake of the church, but more importantly because I had lost the trust of the team. I immediately offered my resignation, and in the best interest of the community and the leadership team, my resignation was accepted. I'm sorry for those who I have hurt. I'm sorry I have not led better and have not displayed Jesus-like character, and I ask for your forgiveness. Mike Erie. So, we're gonna walk this out. You know, obviously it's, it's hard to hear those words. Um, we've always, here at Vox, put vulnerability on the table as a place in a way that we could acknowledge each other in hopes that we could find safety and grow together. Um, I mean, that's, for us, all of, all of that is true. You know, this the uh, past seven months um, for us has been quite the journey. Um, we fielded so much feedback from you guys, um, even when he came back and visited and was asking, you know, like, well, what, do I need to be more present? Do I need to step away? And um, in retrospect, we kind of have gone back and forth wondering if him suggesting to step away was not, just an idea, but even something maybe he was feeling like he needed to do. And um, that was difficult for us to navigate because we had a lot of folks who said, we want you more present. And so we created, you know, 
David and I and Izzy and Cece, we, we looked for more opportunities to, um, to make him present and gave him lots of ideas and um, went through so many things. And um, it just became apparent, like over months, that it was like, man, it just doesn't seem like Mike is able, you know, to get to this place with us. Like we were watching this community continue to grow and continue to flourish and continue to transition. And with us on the ground here and meeting with so many of you and talking with so many of you about things, it was like, okay, we're moving. Like there's things here that you guys need um, that we want to provide and that we want to lead you in. And um, I think we kind of just grew over months to feel like it, we're trying to pull this down and get him to be present in that kind of way. And it was a bit of a, a challenging experiment over the past seven months, wondering, like, can, can we actually do this? Can a, you know, president, you know, pastor, CEO of a church that um, he helped establish, you know, kind of lead in that way from afar? Um, and I think for us, in our way of being able to accept his resignation, realized um, that I think we're at this place where that, that might not be, you know, the best next step for this church. And so um, that's, I think for me, that's kind of how we came to a place of, of being able to accept right. that resignation. And as Andy was reading it, um, I mean, there is, there is a point where he stated that he said something. Yeah, we, that isn't the point. And I don't want you to walk away thinking, wow, that, what did he say? What was that? Was that what was so significant? We all say dumb things in the heat of moments. And that's what we're not going to focus because that's not the point here. The point is we had to really think from that moment back seven months. Is this working? Is this good for both you, Mike, and for the community? Um, and I think that's where we had to say, I think it's best that we separate the both at this time um, for the benefit of both. Um, again, we're not here to point fingers because we're all messy and this is messy and transitions are messy. We see all of that and we acknowledge all of that. And in, in this community, we, we welcome that. Um, but we also also recognize there is a time when it's time. Not necessarily for the benefit of just the community, but the benefit of both parties involved. Um, and I feel like that's where we felt it was best. Um, and I want to encourage you guys to continue to pray for Mike, continue to pray for us, can reach out to Mike if you need to or want to. Um, and ask us questions. That's what we're here to process this together. Um, we don't want to feel lonely because this is a lonely place, you guys. Um, I know Mike feels lonely as well. Um, but we want this to be a community of, 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 of like-minded people who live this vision out because this is what we set out to be, a place to process, a place to ask questions, but also a place to be honest. And sometimes it takes certain people to speak honesty and to speak truth and to make something happen for there to be healing on both sides. And it's tough. That's the tough road that we now have to engage in and walk in. But um, that's where we are, you know. And we had been talking about um, kind of a government, a governance, you know, change and what that would look like, giving leadership over to, to the local leadership. And that had been talked about previously, you know, for months, you know. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of... For us, that's been a, a bit of a, a disappointment and, and somewhat of a grieving point, I think, for us, because the past you know month or so has been actually looking at all of those things, and largely because of feedback that you guys have provided. Like, hey, we want to understand where is accountability in the church? Like, what what does the leadership stability look like, and all of that? And so, as we fielded a lot of those conversations, like, okay, great, let's we need to start you know rebuilding that out and actually being able to present that back to you guys. So it's kind of it's just it's 
unfortunate <laughs> that obviously in the midst of developing that plan that this kind of hijacks us being able to say, hey, here's what leadership and stability looks like, you know, for Vox, right? Um, but, you know, that's, um, it's, you know, how much, uh, you know, we know a lot of you folks that have come here. And if you're, this is your first day at Fox, welcome. Hey, um, messy church. <laughs> this is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> here is how we handle this <laughs> This stuff, is how we handle it. And way. this is what we talk about. And this is how we bring it yeah. out. Because there's no really easy way yeah. to hide this. But, it, but what I, what uh, I wanted to share are, with. Come back. <laughs> yeah. What I want to share with you is this, is that, um, you know, what, in a lot of other, you know, traditional church models, you know, what, what you've come to expect is that lead pastor, lead teacher uh, typically holds a CEO position, a president position, and um, the, the twofold responsibilities of those characters is to be artistically and creatively crafted to read the Bible, present the Bible, teach the Bible, then they're also making decisions of who's getting paid what. You know, I mean, things that seem like, you know, in a lot of mindset brains that they should be separated. And I know I've talked to some folks in here who actually do think that they should be separated. And I think that's actually an interesting thought. But um, that's Mike has held that that particular role with starting with starting Vox. However, though, when we ask the question of like, well, what is what's the leadership at Vox or how are we? ideas being presented that we walk out vision and we walk out these things, that's actually been an ongoing team collaboration between myself, between David, between Izzy and Cece. You'd be amazed at the conversations Izzy's had with Mike pushing back on him saying like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, and like, it's just, it's so- Holding her guitar and right, singing and it. And singing it to him so compellingly. <laughs> You know, and you know, Izzy says so much. So it's, uh, <laughs> but that's, but that's been honestly such the beautiful thing that we've walked in in the past two months was having this incredible brother to sit with alongside, and pray and consider and discern what is in the best interest of our community. I mean, we know so many of you so deeply and personally, and um, while yes, this is obviously this difficult stage that we're now about to enter in again, um, the one thing I can assure you is that this the the team leadership stability has always been here. You know, we've always been all in. This has always been our main thing. Um, it's just that Mike has also fit the role that he has played in being incredibly talented in speaking, his theological understanding and ability to exegete, um, you know, the Bible and teach it to us. And that, none of this disqualifies any of that. I mean, he is outrageously, in my opinion, one of the most prolific, prophetic um, speakers of our current age. I mean, he is so fantastic. And I'm, yeah, I, in this particular context, it does, it makes me sad that we're going to kind of, you know, miss that particular immediate presence. So, um, but he's still continuing the podcast at this point in time. So his voice is still available and still there. Um, but I wanted to assure you guys that the, the core of our leadership here, as far as Sunday's happening, as far as creating this space, this has always been here. And um, that's, that's not going anywhere. <laughs> Betty, you can. Let me get a mic to you real quick. Thanks, David. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for the last seven months and for over a year. Sitting out here, yeah, miss Mike a little bit, but I've never missed a Sunday unless I was sick because I knew that whoever was going to be here, all of you, whether you were on here or out there everywhere, would be consistent. So thank you, and please keep forging ahead. Amen. I think we're...
and God bless you and everybody this morning. Um, one thing is, I know with, uh, with Betty saying something, yeah, we, oh, I don't know. Hang out for a second. Um, I know it's, it's like the, you know, the hard part, and I, I've said this from the stage too, you know, like with running a church, um, you know, church is such a funny thing. I mean, it's a stage of people and you guys are sitting in seats. I mean, by its very nature, it's a sit and watch experience, right? Like it requires a lot of work to, to engage people. And um, so much of Vox has been the idea of a dialogue and a conversation. And, um, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard space for us to share from because this very much feels like more of a presentation of information. You know, guys, like here's what, here's what we've been handed and here's what we're going to do about it. And here's the responsibilities that we feel um, we're accountable to. And then um, we're sharing that, you know, with you guys. Um, for us, like we're doing our best to um, deploy folks, you know, that are available to you, our community pastor team, um, of course, our email boxes. Um, but of course, us as, as available when, when we're done with this here and throughout the week, um, we are available to talk. That's always really been our MO is that like there's always a, a direct line to submit feedback. And, it, and we've, we've even talked about how like, yeah, the feedback email seems a bit impersonal because it's just feedback at VoxOC. But I mean, it goes to me, it goes to David, it goes to CC. I mean, we're the first line of, inf of when it hits us. So we see everything. Um, and if we don't get back to it right away, it's, um, it's, you know, it's not personal. But largely, we, we collect all that feedback and go through it and bring it to the table and, and constantly dialogue in that um, as it is. So... Um, I could appreciate maybe if there's probably a lot of questions, a lot of things that you guys are wondering. Um, like I said, we want to walk this out and not try to answer too much because for us, like we are also still, you know, emotionally processing this as well. While yes, objectively as a church, you know, God has a plan and we've had plans that we're submitting to him for how all of this goes. Um, at the same time, we're also not trying to over answer anything and, and give that. We really want to create the space to kind of pause and, um, for you guys to hear this, for us to kind of take a second to breathe, you know, for us, we've been in like meetings every single day since Tuesday to, to sit through this and pray through this and um, discern how to really share this information with you guys. But um, I'm afraid to hand the mic over because <laughs> we plan on not having a message. And if I hand it over, I think it's going to go into that. So we're going to skip over. No, <laughs> No, Carrie can no, share. No, Carrie, thoughts. Ronnie, and Tim it couldn't be here. He's in another country, I believe. I think, right? Something like that. Um, in his, you know. Super but he's, super, he's super, super bummed. Um, we spent tons of time with him this week. He sends his love and his support. He, he's all in here. He's teaching. So that's not, his, his lack of presence here is not anything related to the, the news that we're sharing. He's just, he was booked. He was just out of, out of town. So, um, so Carrie. I am not going to... Okay, all right. Um, I dressed conservative today since this was a tougher conversation. Um, I'm going to keep it very brief because they actually... They actually said every... They actually asked me not to talk. No, they didn't. Um, I've sat in the meetings and been involved of what's going on. And thank you for what you shared. Um, and... Um, I'm not actually crying because Mike's gone. I just, and I know I'm like the one token woman that preaches, and of course I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be that. But the reality is, is like, I just really believe in what's happening here. I really believe that this could be a space where it's not about one person here on earth. It's about one person in heaven creating space for people. 
And I have to believe that that's true. I have to believe that church can look like a space where even the head pastor who feels a little messy right now just needs time to get a little unmessy. And I, I feel like we have to, like, we can't force a guy to continue doing something when it's not healthy for him. Um, so that has to come, like, selfishly, I think we often put people in a pedestal and say, you know, keep going, keep trudging through for the sake of the church. And yet, what about him? And I see this time and time again. The team that sits up here today is honorable. They have integrity, and I can say that because I've seen them in the behind the scenes. And everything came down to caring about you and caring about what God is doing here and believing in that. And although we are grieving, and although it is hard, there is something greater that's happening, and I, I'm in for that. I'm in for something greater that's happening. You know my story, and I just have to believe that there's a place that people can come that are really hurting, that are gonna hear Jesus, that are gonna be messy and still believe in it. And I don't know what next week looks like. You will determine that. You will determine that, and it's okay. But I'm hoping that you continue saying, I believe in what God's doing here, and I believe that I can bring my friends here that don't know Jesus, and they're gonna be loved on. I believe in that, um, and if you say that, then I'll keep showing up, and I'll keep preaching. So, um, do you want me just to pray, and then Ronnie, or do you want him to talk? How do you want this to work? How do we do this? <laughs> right? Do you want to share something? You share something. <laughs> he, yeah, says, let, let, it's, he says four words that will blow your mind to my 1,000 yeah, words a, all week long in everything. Look at I'm like, shoes. Look at <laughs> There's a theme with our teachers here. Yeah, Ronnie, share, share just a little bit about, yeah, share just a little bit. And I think what we'll do is, I mean, we want to, that's the thing. We want to honor you guys. We came up here really wrestling, like, oh, do we do Q&A? Like this, you know, those things tend to snowball, but... Um, we want to, I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean you end up all of a sudden you're like, oh shoot, it's 1230. Can we order luncheon? You know, but it's just, you know, we'll, here's the thing. Yeah. Like even once, you know, we got, I mean, that's the thing. We have plenty of time, you know, this is all we're doing today, guys. So, you know, we'll, well, I'm going to have Ronnie share. We will take a few questions. Um, I, I'll, you know, we'll cut it off but eventually, but, um, we're available. That's the thing. Like we've always been a church that's tried to say, like we want to be open and available and vulnerable for you guys. So that's really that's that's the same thing here. Like the last thing we're interested in doing is hiding something or whatever because we're not. There's nothing to hide. You know, it's just like that's always been at the center of like the way we wanted to do church. And even what Carrie said, like decentralizing kind of singular leadership in a church for us has kind of been at the the origin of our vision too. Like Mike always said, he would eventually start taking more and more of a backdrop role. We just, obviously this is not the ideal way that that happened, but um, for sure, like we've had to realize there's a certain point where are we just pressuring him to be more present or are we actually able to release and, and have, have him find what he needs to find right now too. So I think that's part of it. But yeah, Ronnie, go ahead and share and then yeah, why not? Kelly, I'll have you kind of walk the mic around once we're there. I'll give you mine. Uh, good morning, Voxers. I feel like we didn't say good morning appropriately. Uh, uh, I don't have a, a lot to say. I, I think I'm, I'm with the rest of the team and just kind of, you know, in this midst of what's going on, sort of like the bombs go off, right? And you're trying to make the dust settle and see what's going on. Um, a couple of things I do know. Uh, whenever there are moments like this, it's, it's difficult. Um, I just want to pause and say it's okay to not be okay. 
And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that as a church community, you have to walk through things like this. It's difficult. Um, but this is the nature of our, um, our feeble human attempt to be the incarnation of Christ on earth. Right? Um, we're, we're not perfect. And, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, if we can accept it in all of its messiness and go, that's the beauty of the church. And um, in the midst of those moments, uh, there, I, and I know this, there's opportunity, which is hard to accept, especially when you're just so frustrated and angry, but there's an opportunity. And I think there's a few different people in the room. There's the people who, who might've come here for Mike. And so I'd ask you, here's an opportunity for you to find roots, to solidify something beyond a person and dive deeper into a community and what it looks like to share in that responsibility. For those of you who have come into this place and are questioning and guessing and like, I don't know how I feel, there's an opportunity for you to dive deeper into that. And for those of you who came in for the first time, as David or Andy said, like, and you're like, who's Mike Erie? Great, there's an opportunity for you <laughs> to invest into a community and go, hey, there's something going on here. I love the dialogue, I love the honesty, I love the transparency. Um, I think if we can focus on those opportunities, um, it, it can create lots of great things for the future for us. And here's, here's another thing that I know, and then I'll pass off the mic. Uh, I think for us, we so desperately hold on to certainty. I just need certainty. If I would just, what's going to happen? You know, there's a thousand what if questions, but nobody can answer a what if, right? But Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount told us that there's futility in trying to hold on to certainty because we don't know. But what we do have is clarity. And so you see, clarity is better than certainty because clarity gives us a clear definition about what we're called to do. We're called to reach people, we're called to love the world. We're called to reach our neighbors. We're called to step in the gap for those who are um, disheartened by the church, those who've been cast aside. We're called to love those people. And so that church, that Vox people, is the clarity you take today. Yes. And go, in the midst of all this, I don't have certainty about the future, but I have clarity around my calling. If you focus on that, um, I promise you, God begins to move in those opportunities. Yes. Awesome. So. So Thank you. Okay, um, we're gonna open here we up go. for Q and A. All right, here we go, guys. Anybody? And I, and, I, and I will just cut this off at a certain amount of time. So if, if there's if there's still lingering hands when we get there, I'm sorry, but like I said, we'll be open to answer those questions individually after. But we'll start. Run, Kelly, run. <laughs> I just want to say that. Um, I'm just really glad that Mike Gary is still going to be available for us to listen to on the podcast mm -hmm. because I know for me, mm -hmm. I continuously listen to him Absolutely. because I know that he's continuously in the word. To me, that is one of the most important things because I know in some of the studies I've done being a Christian for over 30 years that um, a pastor who's in the word is a, is a pastor you can trust. And uh, whether we want to hear the truth or not, it's nice to know that we can go to that. So I'm glad for that. I also want to say, please... Don't go anywhere, you guys. Seriously. You guys, we all need truth. We all need a safe place to go. And I'm going to tell you, all the years being a Christian, this is one of the safest places I have ever honestly felt. Wow. And I That's really great. want to say thank you to you guys because I know you guys pray for us. So please, I, I mean, it's, I, just please don't go anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we started coming here because of Mike Erie, but I have to tell you, um, 
he hasn't been a factor really for the last six months. Mm. And I listen to all you guys on the stage, and I say this with all due respect, I think it's time you guys stop apologizing and we move on. Mm. And, and as great a church this is, I think what really separates it is we have a wonderful woman teacher. And, <laughs> yes. No, seriously. And I can't think of another church in Orange County that we have that. And she's supplemented and augmented by the rest of this wonderful team. So for me, as much as I love Mike Erie, I think it's time we move forward. Wow. Did your hair just get bigger? <laughs> I should have worn waterproof <laughs> mascara. I, Thank you. We're, we are quite blessed and privileged to have Carrie here with us. Mm. I love it. Mm. I love it. I love what you do. All right. Yeah, over here. Um, I'm curious about how you are going to restructure the governance of the community. Yeah. Um, so we're going to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, you know, like I we're said, in process. We were, yeah, we were plan plans were already being put in place. I mean, the um, you know part of what you know shifted was a certain amount of like accountability. One thing we're doing differently with the restructure of governance is we're adding other community pastors into other areas of that in which we didn't have that before. I mean, with starting a church, it's common that you might start with an advisory board that's made up of trusted folks that are disinterested, like kind of outside of the organization, which we had, in which then as you build folks through the community that we can start to learn and trust and have an idea of what's going on in the community eventually. That's typically when like a, a formal elder board would be established in that case. In our case, we established community pastors in which then um, they will sit in different you know, different places in the new governance potentially. So, um, but our original structure, you know, is and is so is that um, we have a board of directors, which will include a president CEO, which will be what ultimately what we will replace in their function. Um, and then a CFO, which is, um, and a secretary. So, which all, which we still currently have. Um, as far as like the current existence of what the eldership is, has actually been the staff, which has been myself, David, um, Izzy, and Cece. Um, so we in effect have been like the day-to-day -day executors that are, you know, you know, planning everything, organizing everything, and executing upon everything that we do. So all of that is actually still actually still the same. So we'll, as we look to what new local leadership um, looks like, and we will start to give you guys more details on what that is. At this point, we're just we're just filling we're filling some seats, and so um, that's we didn't. I can tell you that plans are there and structure is being put in place, and we're still working out what those details are. And we're just not, we're not totally there to share with you guys yet because we need to firm up other details and get some board approvals on some things before we actually do that. But to answer your question, it is absolutely coming and it's coming quick. It's not something that's months away. This is stuff, we were literally talking about it on Tuesday in the midst of this happening. So it, that's a very live conversation for us right now, if that's helpful. Okay. Rick wants a mic. Run! Give Rick a mic. <laughs> Yeah, I just kind of want to make a comment that um, the overall vision of Vox, as much as we all love Mike, is bigger than Mike. And Mike's a big guy. So, um, and also the idea of Mike being here when he left, the idea of him not returning was always on the table. It was always something that I think after a season had gone by, we were going to assess 
where we were at as a church and then move forward. Now, there's no perfect time for it to happen, but the fact that it happened, I don't know, I, I guess shouldn't be a surprise. Is that fair enough to say? You know, I mean, it was something that was always, we, we felt might happen. Um, so the way it happened may be a surprise, but the overall fact that Mike, after being gone for a certain amount of time, we were gonna reassess his role in the movement of the church and move forward, you know, I, I think that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, if I could say one thing about that, the, um, some of the recent feedback we've actually taken with talking with our volunteers, we're talking with our church, um, you know, while part of our unique origin has been that we started from a podcast that entered into conversations that are otherwise taboo or somewhat unwelcome in our contemporary Christian culture, I guess. Um, some folks had shared with us that it just feels like, it just feels like our church isn't necessarily central around a podcast anymore, but we've actually become our own community. And um, I thought that was beautifully and well said. You guys have become this wonderful and beautiful and unique community. And um, in that same way of honoring that, kind of thinking through, what, what does that mean then? Like, with looking at the actual needs being expressed from the community itself, I mean, you guys are embodying the vision and actually walking this out. So um, in some ways, it, it became less of feeling like we were heavily dependent on if, if that thing was informing how all of this goes. Rather, so much of the pillars and the foundation of what we do has already really been established. Like so much more of it is just nuances within those caveats and working through individual conversations and every, each everyone's process and how they're asking those questions. So, you know, with, with Sunday format as of right now, we're still going to do Q&A. You know, we're still going to, you know, Eucharist is still the centerpiece for what we do. Um, you know, all of that we have felt good about. And in a way, you guys have crafted so much of where we've gone because of the questions that you do ask and the feedback that you do give. And let me clarify, I don't know if you guys know, and you do, you, I, I sometimes have to remind myself, but really the focus of Vox on a Sunday morning is to bring us to a point where we need Jesus, where the Eucharist becomes where we go. The speakers are great and they're gifted, but the stage is not about them. It's about allowing us to realize that the process that we're in should guide us to a desperate necessity to be in communion with Jesus. And I want you all to know that and to be reminded of that. And I need to remind myself of that every time I come in here and I sit in a chair and I begin to consume my own desires and say, no, 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 no. I need to sit here and be reminded that I am in process. I am in a place where Jesus is the only thing that's going to fill the void or the need. Not Carrie, not Ronnie, not Mike, although they do beautifully lead us there. It is about Jesus ultimately being the one to fill us. And in turn, we are able to be a place of safety for others. So that's it, you guys. And that's just a continual reminder for us. And that's what Sunday is. That's what Sunday is. That's what Sunday is. And please be reminded of that. That's what Sunday is. And if you want to serve in children's ministry, awesome. <laughs> but that's what Sunday is. Yep. Okay. You know. and, and, and if I can just even just nuance like the idea of that, like, you know, this is, this is a place of safety because you guys have become a people of safety. Yes. You know, that's the difference. Like, you guys leaving this place and going into neighborhoods and homes, like, is that you guys become beacons of peace for others in your own spheres of influence. I mean, that's, you know, we've always said, like, who's the best Vox people? Well, it's the people you never see because, you know, they're spending so much time in their communities and being amongst those who need to see Jesus because, yeah, sometimes you walk into church and sometimes it's hard to see Jesus, you know? But, like, that's 
hopefully what we're trying to accomplish with you, that when you guys go out in the world, people see Jesus in you guys. I mean, that's really, that's really what this is about. So we, I mean, thank you, you know, for becoming that and continuing to work that out because others feel as safe as it is because of the people that they're sitting around. Um, yes, we say this stuff from the stage, but if they weren't able to look around them and realize some of the friends that they've made, some of the conversations they had and some of the relationships that they developed that have created space for that, well, then this would just, this would just be a sham. We would just be saying it from a stage and hoping that, hoping that it's true. So, you know, you guys sharing feedback that that's what it's become for you, then, then it's becoming true, you know, so. Um, we got about five more minutes, guys. Any other questions, comments that you guys may have? <coughs> Hi, Katie. Hi, David. <laughs> I'd say I'd stand up, but it doesn't make too much of a difference. Next to my yeah. husband. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, as, stand uh, up, Hugo. Sorry. <laughs> really? Okay. really? As um, a person who was a part of the original 80, and we've kind of phased out a little bit due to um, putting our kids first and doing their sports and their needs. It's kind of phased us out a little bit. And another excuse would be that we live farther, but I know David lives far and he makes it here. But my thing would be um, for the first six months, I didn't get to attend because I was with the kids. And it's so important that yes, we're being fed here and that's what we need. But when you feel like that foundation is set, then it's going and doing more for others. And a big part of that is children's because they're, they're the up and coming mm -hmm. and they need us. And I know we don't have, excuse me, mm -hmm. we don't have, I'm searching for my son who's gonna be in junior high. Yes. Where can we plug him in? Where can we get him connected? Sorry, gosh, being a woman, man. No, I'm the a man emotion. and I, so, um, I cry. The biggest, <laughs> right? <laughs> The biggest thing that I would beseech you guys on is if you're not in children's, you really need to be in children's. Whether your kids are little and you want a break and you want to sit here, just a little bit of commitment will help this team. I'm seeing the people that are still here getting burnt out. I got burnt out. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see the kids slip through the cracks of this church because so much it's what are we doing? You know, what's my focus, how can I get more of Jesus, how can I, but if we're not supporting them and building them up and taking that little bit of extra, David should be inundated with people saying, this is my week, this is my month, this is what I can give. I can commit the next six months. I think that is moving forward, one of the most important things. So, sorry. Thank you, Katie. She will be outside at a, at a no, table, no, not letting you out. That was not a paid sponsorship. That was not a paid way. sponsorship. Hashtag. Add. I wanted to add something here. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Um, you know, a lot of positive things have been said. A lot of uh, hope has been spoken. But I know that some people in this room are not. It's not me. I am hopeful. But there are some people that are angry. There are some people that are hurt, crushed. And I don't want you to leave this space um, feeling you're alone. So do not leave this space. Um, the community pastors are here. We'll be here to, to process with you if you'd like to today. Um, this is a place to be safe. And that means if you don't agree, we want you to be safe. We want you to know that we love you and care for you. And that's okay. So um, don't pretend to be something you're not. 
Well, thank you, Bruce. Um, on that note, I think that's a good place to end. And we're going to let you pray. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody put the timer up on here? Yeah. <laughs> Let's pray. If you have questions, are you guys going to be out? Yeah, we'll be out. We'll, we'll be here. We're here. And there's community pastors around with the orange lanyards on. I mean, don't leave here without feeling like you have some questions and you don't want to stand up in front of 250 people and say them. That's normal. Um, so feel free to talk to any of us. I'll be out front. If you just want to hug, I, I want, I'd love to hug you. Um, we're not hug church, but I would like to hug you. Um, so let's just pray. God, we just... Um, I just take a pause right now, God, because there's like a lot of just feelings. There's a lot of feelings and you made us a feeling people. And so God, we just thank you for that. We thank you that you've not asked us to be robots. You've not asked us to just pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and continue on that there's space for grieving. You modeled that so well, so many times when you lost your beloved friend, you got in a boat to go and grieve when you saw the thousands of people that needed to be healed in the midst of healing them, you just dropped to the ground and you started grieving for all the loss. When you were about to go to the cross, you sat in the garden and cried out, I don't want to do this. Is there any way for this to not happen? Grieving is what you modeled. And yet so often I think we, we try to tell ourselves that um, it's just gonna be fine, we don't need to grieve. And for some of us, this isn't a grieving area. Um, but for others, it is. And so, God, if we want to be a place that is safe, I pray that you would help us usher in all of the feelings, but that it would be grounded in, like what Ronnie said, the opportunity, the opportunity to see you be bigger than any man could ever be, to be bigger than any institution could ever be, that it could be a place, God, where, yeah, that Vox really went through a lot of hits, and yet God is still prevalent and relevant and strong and mighty in that place because that place was never built on man's ambition. It was built on the love of the Father. So I'm praying for that. I'm praying that that would happen. Um, prove the world wrong, God, <laughs> when all these things can call falling apart and everyone says they're done. Um, you say when we're done. You say when we move forward, you are the greatest vision director of all time. Put the spots that need to be filled in motion. Um, but there's a team of people around this room that are committed to seeing something greater than themselves happen. And so I just pray that you would continue that vision in our hearts and lead us in a way, God, that would show the world that um, this really truly is a place to come and see Jesus to encourage our faith so that we can go out and love the world around us. That has always been the heart, that still is the heart, it will continue to be the heart of this place. Protect our hearts, Lord. Protect this church, if it be your will. Move us forward in your name, we pray, amen. amen. Would we all stand? Um, can somebody give Izzy the mic? And Izzy, would you bless us as we go? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. <laughs>